Live from the Secret Fortress of Queens, this is Brickhouse. Welcome back to another episode of Brickhouse. Season 1, Episode 7, I'm Andrew Passaro, in here with the one, the only, the Joey G- Brennan. Whoa, 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 because I got a full-on text about this. Like, hold on, hold on, I have it screen grabbed. Like, I don't know, it was, is Joe dead? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, RIP in peace, long live Joseph. Who is the, uh, the man or woman that... That texted this. I'll give you two guesses. Uh, Purvis? No, but it, that's a good guess. You're barking up the right tree. Veltry? No. Oh, those are my two guesses. Okay. Uh, here's the exact thing. So according to Brickhouse, Joe is dead and Joseph is born. And I said yes. And I go, RIP in peace. And he goes, said RIP in peace. Uh, it, Hayden. Hayden. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, you should have you you known to guess that. Of course, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Hayden. Yeah, it, it, it is what it is. Well, it today is. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little uh, mixed bag, so. Yeah? Call me, you can call me Joey tonight and only tonight. Okay, tonight and tonight only. That's, yeah. that's a big night. Cheers big night. that. We're about, to, we're about to hit the scene, get after a little bit. It's a Friday night. It's cold as fuck in New York, though. Yeah, it's fucking brick out there. It's. I mean, it's not as bad as it has been, but it's pretty, it's pretty bad. I saw two fucking pigeons. Clawing each other out. It was so cold the other day. I'm pretty sure that's not why they were clawing each other out. To be <laughs> fair, but yeah, it might be mating season or something. I, it is March. It true. Yeah. It is March. There's there's a lot going on. Uh, we're we're weeks away from baseball season. March Madness about to kick off. We got new music coming in and out all the time. But but I mean, what about you, my man? What 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 shows you've been seeing lately since since we last did the pod? By the way, follow us on Instagram at Brickhouse Pod. No see. Check out the Spotify page too, Brickhouse Pod. There's a brand new playlist with the music we talked about last episode and this episode. Yeah. But if you listened to the last episode, you heard that we ended with a farewell, I'm going to see Thundercat. After that, I saw Thundercat and he... Did he slap? He, he fucking... He slapped the bass. Did he... You know, he slapped the bass. He slapped the bass. Yeah. I slapped the bass. I was like less than 10 feet from him. That's pretty cool. It was yeah, it was really cool. He had like crazy cool dreads. He had like a bulletproof vest on. He he was really good. If if you don't know Thundercat, he won a Grammy for uh writing These Walls on the Kendrick Lamar album, The Pimp a Butterfly. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, it's solid. And then I saw Deer Hunter uh last week as well. How was Deer Hunter? Deer Hunter. So I saw them like eight years ago, three days before my first day of college. Wow, I did I think we've talked about this at some point. We definitely talked about it. And I, when I saw them my jaw dropped. My jaw literally, like, fell to the ground, and I didn't even realize for like a few minutes. Yeah, they were just as good eight years later. That's good. That's how, how about you, my man? Have Have you seen any shows lately? Uh, yeah, I went to the um, I went to the Travis Scott concert at the Barclays Center two Sundays ago. Oh, well, last Sunday. Yes. Well, whenever you're hearing this, I whatever. I saw Travis Scott at the Barclays Center. It was um. Let's just, what are your what are your takeaways from the show? Well, let's just say there was there was some good, bad, and some ugly. Okay, so start with the uh, start with the bad. Okay, the bad. So Sheck West, uh, creator and genius behind the, the the musical song known as Mo Bamba, uh, was one of the opening acts, and it was like, all right. Can I can I pause? I'd like to start a uh, Mo Bamba campaign to make that our national anthem. <laughs> you heard it right here. We're starting the campaign. Um, so yeah, you know, I was not exactly like, 
Look, I wanted to say that I'd seen Mo Bamba live. We saw uh, nothing put on Mo Bamba when we saw them on New Year's Eve. It was a great way to bring <laughs> it the New Year. It was a great way to bring in the New Year. But I was like, yeah, I'd like to see, see Mo Bamba live. So Sheck goes out there. And, and all right, so the, the state, like, it was a sold-out show. I would say probably like 60% of the arenas sitting down. And there, there's probably half the floors, maybe no, one-third of the floors filled in. But like everyone's pushing up against it, and like they're opening up pits and like getting down. Like they didn't just come like mosh pits. Yeah, like people are throwing down. Not as bad as like a punk show, but like yeah, they're like getting wow. into it. Like they that's didn't, pretty cool. They I j- can well, get down. Okay, the problem is, is that Sheck West Mo Bamba was like a mini hit that like it comes on at the club and you're drunk and you're f- and and it's funny. But like <laughs> Mo ba- like Sheck West doesn't make good rap music and. They knew every word to, like, every song, and they were, like, getting down to all of it. Like, I was generally concerned. Like, I wanted to, like, there were children at this concert there with their parents, like, 10-year-olds who were definitely there to get down to Sheck West. I wanted to walk around the concert and just hand out, like, albums. Be like, hi, have you heard of Biggie Smalls? Do you know about our Lord and Savior, Tupac? Do you, do you, Nas, he's from Queens. You should probably know about him, A Tribe Called Quest. Like, were the Dr. Parents, Dre. Were the parents as down with Sheck West as I the mean, were. there were no parents in my section, but um, there were kids there with their parents to go see Travis Scott. And it's like, I would not bring my child to see Travis Scott. No way. But I, I was just like, people were excited about Sheck West. That can't be a good thing. Not great, Bob. I, I don't even know. I Last month, I couldn't even tell you who. Yesterday, I couldn't even tell you who Sheck West was. Exactly. To be like, honest. Like, I know the Mobamba song, but I never made the connection. Okay, so that was the bad part. What do you want next? Give me the good. Okay. Travis put on one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Wasn't my favorite show. That's a bold statement. Wasn't my favorite show, but in terms of music, visuals, and general entertainment, it was a hundred. It was it was an hour and fifteen minutes of what's he gonna do next? There's no way he can top this. Oh my god, he just topped it. They had this giant ring where people were riding, and you go upside down on it. They had. They had a roller coaster that went across the middle of the stage. They had like similar to the cover of Astro World. Yeah, and they had they had these like nets that dropped down on the side. If you see, if you follow us on so Instagram, it was like some Circus Soleil shit. It was straight like yeah. So they had if you follow us on Instagram and put up some some pictures from the concert already. But they had these nets that dropped down and like put all these gra- these graphics like video game style like popped up on them. It was awesome. It was I had never been at like in just straight up entertained like that. It was an incredible show. And then he just, you know, Travis Scott has so many mega hits. And then on top of that, he's been featured on so many other things. So like he's on 4am by two chains. So he just put on two chains, lets two chains do his verse and then comes in with his verse. He did. He's on that song ZZ with Kodak black and, and, uh, one of the guys from Migos. I'm blanking on the name right now. Quavo. Uh, yeah. Quavo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he plays on that part and then does his thing. And then he's going into like stargazing and then he's doing, I mean, obviously close with sicko mode, but uh, like in terms of just pure entertainment, like you didn't just go to the show for the music. You went like, it was almost like comparable to a kiss concert where like, they're just doing crazy shit the entire time. So are you going out on a limb and saying tra- the Travis Scott show was better than the Foo Fighters show? Again, I'm going to say the Foo Fighters show meant more to me because I'm a mega Foo Fighters fan. I'm a bigger Foo Fighter fan than I am a Travis Scott fan. But in terms of, like, entertainment, this is, like, 
I like if you casually like Travis Scott, you will have a good time. Like if you casually like hip hop right now, you will probably have a good time because he's like it's almost like a, I'm not gonna say circus act because that I feel like that gives a negative connotation. He puts on a good show, but it, he's an entertainer. It was yeah exactly. It was just straight entertainment for an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, I don't like the fact I've seen a couple hip hop shows now, and I don't like like I love the fact about rock where like if you start cheering like they build in an encore. Not a thing I'm noticing in the hip hop community right now where they just kind of like when they're done they're done and. You know, it's each their own, but I don't know. I like that that aspect of rock. Uh, let me tell you about the ugly. So it snowed last Sunday night, and New York, in their genius mind, canceled all school from five thirty p.m. at five thirty p.m. on a Sunday, and there were still tickets available to that Travis Scott show, and they were right around like fifty, sixty bucks. Um, so next thing you know, the concert's like sold out again. Uh, turns out, a lot of white high schoolers from the New York region uh, snapped up those tickets. And uh, what do you think they did on the train, Joe? I'm going to say they chugged Bud Lights and possibly inhaled some questionable fumes. I, I don't think they even did that. I think that I think that would be like they would have been okay. No. I think they they did the classic classic move, went to their parents' liquor cabinet, took vodka out of the thing and put water back into it. Don't do this if you're in high school and listening to us. Please don't. And definitely don't do it if it's in the freezer. Yeah, for sure. Um It'll freeze. They'll know. I had to tell. <laughs> I had to tell a kid before before Sheck even came on. This kid was like falling over, and I like go to his friends like, "Look, I don't give a shit that you guys are drinking, but it's like, is he good? Because I'm I paid money for this show, and I'm not trying to get thrown up on right now." And they're like, "Yeah, he's yeah, I'll take care of it." And like they had to bring the kid out and like go deal with it. Halfway through the show, this like one group of people behind me leaves, and so I jump up to the section behind with my buddy so that we get a little more room to like just you know be chilling. Mm-hmm. Girl, four seats down from us is just sitting there, like a little bit in tears. What do you think happens next? Uh, I'm gonna say she vomits. Yeah, she threw up. So it was like, yeah, it was just like there were so many just shit faced high school students. And look, I'm not saying drink in high school. I'm not saying don't drink in high school. Uh, it's against my religion to frown upon underage drinking because we all know what I did in college. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to go to the Travis Scott show, you don't go blacked out to that. It was an amazing show. These kids probably don't remember it, and all they remember is the one or two pictures that they put up on Instagram the next day. Like, fuck you, dude. You literally just erased one of the best concerts I've ever been to, and I go to shows all the time. Well, that's how they want to spend their Sunday nights, I guess. Yeah, but, like, who's spending $60 to then black out and not remember it? These kids. Fucking morons. I agree. I agree. If you're going to spend 60 bucks, at least remember it. At least enjoy it. You know, don't, don't you know, puke and feel like shit the next day from your I parents' be, liquor. I would be so mortified if I was ever like that at a show because, like, I'm going there to, like, be entertained and to see someone, like, express their art and... I don't know. I, I would just feel like I feel like that's not, like it's one thing to black out at a bar. It's one thing to like black out at a house party. At we school. also don't condone any we, of those. We don't. Yeah, we're not condoning that. But I'm saying like black. I feel like that is the worst place to black. Like that would be on my list of worst places. Absolutely. To black I'd say out. New York City as a whole is, is a bad place an to awful black place out. To black out. Yes. You know where I almost blacked out? The Abbey, like two nights beforehand. The, so for those of you that don't know, the Abbey was our favorite shithole hole in the wall bar. Honestly, like if the like the Abbey is where we planned many of the like early stages of this podcast. Like we would go there in the middle of the week. We yes. would write, which you could listen to on 
on our iTunes, on our SoundCloud, on our Anchor. By the way, shout out to Anchor because we're on Anchor, right? They're a free hosting place for podcasts. Everywhere else, SoundCloud, et cetera, et cetera, you have to pay, and it helps you get on everything. I love working on my shit on Anchor. It's It makes me, who does all the post-production work, so much fucking easier. But, yeah, go check us out on iTunes at BrickHousePod, no C, um, and leave a review. Funny reviews will get read on the pod next time. Yes. But, yeah, so the Abbey was like our shithole, and we I used to go there all the time. I would I would come up with ideas for the pod. Um, there's actually a picture on our Instagram of the bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom there with a <laughs> bottle of champagne. Uh, it's not champagne. It's Miller High Life. It's champagne. Yeah, it's the champagne of beers, which I'm which drinking, drinking right, right now. now. <laughs> I'm drinking barefoot. Wine. I'm classy. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, brother. I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. So. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. We'll, we're, we'll talk about that later in the show. But yeah, the Abbey was our go-to spot. We knew all the bartenders, or I knew all the bartenders. And they uh, they got bought out of their lease. And honestly, like, this sounds really depressing, but losing a bar is, like, a lot worse, I feel like, than, than like, a lot of other things ending. Losing a bar, better or worse than a breakup? Oh, significantly worse. Because if, all right, someone breaks up with me, I'm going to just end up going out and to being the at the bar. Like, the bar closes, and it's like, fuck. But if someone wh- breaks up with you and your bar is closed, closed like, where do you go? Where do I go? Yeah, and. You just wake up. Naked in an alleyway somewhere. Exactly. I, I, that's not going to end well no, for support any of us. Support your local bartenders. Support your local bartenders. But yeah, the it was honestly being there on Thursday night was was wild. Like it was packed. It was mobbed. I actually got into a Polaroid picture that some like person who reviews nightlife in uh, New York like came in and took a bunch of Polaroids, and I'm in one of them. So you're like semi pro famous. Yeah, semi pro famous. Like I like D-list. that. I'm gonna put that on my Instagram now. <laughs> Andrew Pissarro, Sammy Pro Famous. <laughs> but yeah, it sucked. It really sucked. And I, well, that that was the whole thing about the Travis Scott concert was I found out that the Abbey was closing the Thursday before that. So I went to the Abbey Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, took Monday and Tuesday off, was there Wednesday, Thursday, and then went out Friday, Saturday, and then was at Travis Scott on Sunday. So I, I just had like a one of those... Had a week. Yeah, I had a week. You had a not just a moment. Yeah, a whole week. But you know, it was a great bar, and it it led to great friendships and great ideas. Also, a lot of bad ideas. But we made some good friends. I listened to great music there. Oh, it's a community. It was that's it. Yeah, like like, a local bar is a it's a sense of community. You you connect with other people. You you express your ideas and you you build on them shit people are listening to this podcast that I would not would not be listening to this podcast if the abbey didn't exist which is like wild when you like say that out loud but it was just like i hate the word safe space because it's it's so it's so polarized in, in like the modern landscape right now it's whatever you know what i mean it's but like a collective. it was it was a place where i felt like i could always be myself and not have to like pretend or like play someone else's bullshit i just came in and like there was a good vibe there at all times. Like, I never felt uncomfortable. I never felt out of place. I felt, I don't know, fa- like, I felt like, you know, it was just amongst family and mm-hmm. friends. Like, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it closed, and that sucks. I mean, and speaking of something else that's that's going to end up ending soon. Uh, hopefully this, not. Hopefully not. Hopefully but, not. I mean, he is 80 years old, regardless. Almost. He's like 78, 79. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex Trebek, famous host of Jeopardy, announced this week that... He has stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. I, I, growing up, I would always watch Jeopardy before dinner, after dinner. You know, he was 
I'm sure he was a part of a lot of people's nightly traditions. I watched Jeopardy tonight. I watched Jeopardy the day before he announced it. Yeah? Yeah, it was some kind of like a it was like a team championship. Like mm-hmm. you, you the guys got to pick like two other members to be on their like team of team of like smart people. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Jennings was obviously like yeah, like he yeah. didn't win. Yeah? No, 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 someone else won. Brad Brad, Brad won. Yeah. Fuck Brad. Yeah, I didn't like Brad, but I like the other guy on Brad's team. Anyway, I digress. We were talking earlier about who could replace Alex Trebek. Those are it's really hard. Those are some big shoes to fill. But we're gonna give me some people that. You well, think. I'll give you. Let's do top. Let's do a top five. We haven't done a top five top in a while. Five. We haven't done a top five in a while. And uh, if you want to send us your five Alex Trebek candidates, send us to on on uh, at Brickhouse Pod on Instagram. B R I K H O U S E P O D. Um, at Andrew Pissarro, at ba da 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 da. Um, if you want to hit us with the, that follow, please please hit us with that follow. Do you uh, do you have your list? I got my top three. All right, I'll start with number one. Okay. Okay. So number one replacement for Alex Trebek. All right. I'm going John Stewart. I like that. That's, I feel like John Stewart could do. It. I feel like I don't know if John Stewart would do it, but I feel like John Stewart could do it. I think he, obviously he'd do it. He's a, he's a great speaker he's a great host no i just mean like it's a lot of work like they're on episode 135 of the year right now True. like it's it's just like it's not it's well, just a daily show it was a daily it was a daily show it was every day yeah that's fair that's fair i, I jeopardy's probably less work because they tape a bunch of jeopardy like at one time yeah so he could do both what else you got steve harvey yeah my thing with steve harvey though is like what's gonna happen when he gets something wrong He'll joke about it. All right, fair, fair. All right, and, and then they'll hire someone else. Okay. And my number three is Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Drew Carey's no stranger to the to the game tra- game game show network stuff like that. He did uh, The Price Is Right. He also was uh, on the that what's that sketch show? Um, Whose line is it anyway? Oh my god, I could watch reruns of Whose Line Is It Anyway any yeah. day of the week. If he takes over Alex Trebek's spot, though. He, I, I'm that, gonna I'm gonna think there's something fishy. I'm gonna think he's like to killing take, off to take Bob Barker and Alex Trebek's role. I feel like is I don't think you could do both. I really don't. No, he's he's got to be pulling some strings because we need one of each. You know what I'm saying? Like we need a new Trebek and we need a new Bob Barker. And eventually, I think he's filled Bob Barker's shoes pretty well. I would agree. And we're also gonna need uh, you know Zajac from uh, from Wheel of Fortune event. Like he's doing pretty well. Zajac. Zajac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season ticket of the Washington Capitals. Who by the way, who uh, current Stanley Cup champions just. Really? Yeah, yeah just he's from DC. Yeah, oh. yeah. All right. Uh, do you have Do you have two more? I'm stopping at three. Oh, you're stopping at three. All right. Uh, I've got a few. I've got five, and I have an honorable mention. Okay. Um, I'd love to see John Oliver host it because he's he's fast, he's witty, and you know he's smart as shit. Also, I feel like if he was gonna host Jeopardy, I'd want it on HBO so that he could tell someone to fuck off because I feel like that would be really funny in his English accent. I'm gonna go Neil Patrick Harris. Ooh, I would never would have thought of that. He he'd be a good host. Did you know that on on NBC Sports Network they have Sports Jeopardy and it's just sports categories. It's the same show, D- Daily Doubles, all that other shit, but it's just sports categories. Do you know who hosts that? Vinny Testaverde. No, Dan Patrick. And I would put Dan Patrick as the host of Jeopardy. He's hosted Sports Center. He knows how to read off a teleprompter, all this other stuff. If Oberman didn't. Get into some shit a yeah. few years back. Yeah, I think he would be a good host, but he's uh, yeah, he dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
All right, I've got two more, and there's there's no shot either of them would do it, but it would be awesome if either of them did Is it. One of them, Sheck West. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Tom Hanks, soothing voice, smart, friendly, courteous. I feel like Tom Hanks would be great. Now, if you're talking soothing voice, you gotta yeah. have Morgan Freeman as your number five. No, I don't. But I do have a black man as my number five. I'll get one guess. You get one guess. Obviously, the Jeopardy music's playing here. Yeah. Second episode in a row. Uh, I'm going to say Samuel L. Nope. Our former president, Barack Obama. Barack Obama! <laughs> but no, but like Harvard, Harvard Law grad, smart, great voice, great delivery. What's he doing right now? He's got a good layup. He, he's got a good layup. Like, but I mean, seriously, other than like doing just general trips of like aid and occasionally helping out, you know, campaigning for somebody, you're going to honestly tell me that Barack Obama couldn't host Jeopardy. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Barack Obama is an incredible, is an incredible speaker. Like very personable, very personable. We're talking about someone that's going to be coming, coming into people's homes for the rest of their, their, their human life. I hate to say it, but I, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't welcome pre- uh, former President Obama. Yeah, I agree with that. But, like, it would be They're great. Lost. He would be great. He would be fantastic. He'd be great. He'd be great in this pod, too. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, formal invite. Barack Obama, you're invited on the yes. podcast. You can bring Michelle. You can bring, you can bring Joe. Joe Biden is more than welcome. Yeah, Joe Biden bringing, uh, Joe Biden bringing in uh, two ice cream cones with him for sure. <laughs> The the Joe Biden memes were one of my favorite things that ever happened to the internet. The pride of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> Honestly, it would be sick as hell to, to to have Brock on the on the podcast to talk about music because he would like he puts out like his favorite albums of the year. He, he said he loved the Courtney album. He loved yeah. Kurt Vile. Yeah. Uh, a few years back, he said he loved the Kendrick Lamar album. He said uh, how much a dollar cost was the best track of the year. He's He's got a good taste in music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, moving on into one of my favorite segments of the show, Andrew Goes to School. Oh, back to school, back to school, to prove to Dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school. So, Andrew. Earlier in the week, you hit me with. Uh, I have a question for the class. This, this crazy, this crazy question. I have a question for the class. Lay it on us. Who writes Wikipedia articles? You do know that it's a public. Form. I get okay. That's not my point. Like I was doing some reading on a variety of things on Wikipedia this week. Anything from like, um, I did a deep little dive on some Motown topics. I did some dives on some just like sports people. But like, who is taking the time? And writing Wikipedia articles. Like, like, does Wikipedia employ people? Can I submit the fact that I write Wikipedia articles? I don't, I, but, like, I could. Is there, like, an Elder Scroll out there that, like, browses every Wikipedia article and just edits all of them? Is well, there, like, a sweatshop some, of, Somebody, like, yes. Is there a sweatshop? Children. <laughs> is there a sweatshop of bloggers writing? Super smart Chinese children. Right. <laughs> writing historical articles. I mean, some of these are, like, really in-depth. Like, go look at the World War II, like, Wikipedia article. It's, like, 
It's like a, it's like a fucking history book. Who the fuck is writing these? I I want to know. Like I want. It's one thing for someone to say like, "Oh, I wrote my own Wikipedia article." Like, yeah, you're just a loser who had ten minutes on the internet. Hey, I hey, wa- hey. <laughs> a half hour ago, you were asking if you could put that on your resume. I would put that. Okay, if I wrote, if I wrote influential Wikipedia articles, I would for sure put that on my resume. It shows like good, good writing skills. Knowledge in working with a website. I could spin this. I could for sure spin this. But I, I want to know who is writing Wikipedia articles. It's, are you saying that there's Wikipedia articles that have changed people's lives? You're going to tell me that Wikipedia hasn't changed your life? Well, no, it totally did. Every day from in high school and grammar school, I'd come home and read everything there is to know about any band. Exactly. That I was interested in. Who's writing that on Wikipedia? I think just you know Joe Schmoes. And that's and that's what shocks me. Like, like I understand like that that their their writing doesn't count as like an official source and like me writing a paper in, in school. But like, it's still a great jumping off point. Like, I've still learned things on Wikipedia. Like, some of it might not all be true, but I mean, is- no, there was a Wikipedia page from my high school English teacher, Mister Kaplan. It said he uh, he wielded thunder and lightning. He might have. I mean, you never. He did was, you ever? Did you see him not wield thunder no, and lightning? He had one of those luchador masks in his trunk. So yeah, so luchador masks let you uh, wield thunder and I, lightning. Heard it here that's first. That's what I've heard. Yeah. 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 What? Speaking of things you heard, any new music lately? Oh, a, a few songs. Yeah, yeah. Here or there. Gary Clark released his new album, This Land, in the past the past week. I heard the new song Pearl Cadillac on the radio, and I, honestly, at first, I thought it was a Prince song. If you haven't heard it yet, you got to listen to. The new Gary Clark Jr. album. Yeah, it's really good. It's really We've good. been talking about it a bunch. I want to see him live when he comes on his next, like, tour. Absolutely. There's uh, the new Solange album came out, too. For those of you that don't know, you probably know. Solange is uh, Beyonce's sister. New album is really cool. My favorite song was Sound of Rain. Not as good as her previous release, When I Get Here, but... Or, sorry, Seat at the Table, but uh, When I Get Here is... Still phenomenal uh, release. How about you? Have you listened to anything? Like- I've listened to a few new things. A few new things. Uh, Black Keys came out of nowhere with a, with a track in the middle of the week. Uh, what is it? Low High? Yeah, Low High. Low High, which honestly like sounds like Black Keys from, like I would say, before Brother, Right around Brothers. Closer to Brothers than... Then the track that had uh, then the one with gold on the ceiling and what the one with uh, El Camino. Uh, yeah, not El, it doesn't sound like El Camino and it doesn't sound like thank God it doesn't sound like the the their most recent album yeah, Fever Fever something. I don't Fever Pitch whatever it fucking sucked. Fever Pitch was that Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, but Fever Pitch was also based on a movie that was originally English written about an Arsenal fan. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they they re rechanged. Anyways, no, going back to the Black Keys, but I think doing the stuff with the arcs because it it's it. I'm not gonna say it has an arcs type feel, but it has like an authentic Dan Arbach feel, which we haven't gotten from him with Black Keys in a long time. No, easy, I, easy ten years. Yeah, fun fact: like I was Hayden and I, I texted Hayden about it, and he goes, "I feel like I got the Black Keys back," which is like something that rock and roll music needs right now. Um, jumping off, uh, jumping over to the hip hop side. Two Chains put out an album last Friday uh, called "Rapper Go to the League," which has been very good. And Two Chains still has it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, and not even still has it. This is, I think, this is the best work he's ever done. Yeah. Do you think he should uh, give credit to his 
executive producer. I uh, mean, his executive producer, who's on the who's who's listed as executive producer on the album. Yeah, who is that? Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> He's spending too much time with Two Chains and not enough time with the Lakers. Well, to be fair, would you spend that time with that shit ass squad? No, no. But then again, I'm not LeBron James. I'm not a front runner. I mean, he's also doing the shop too, which is really good. I actually I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's really good. It's on HBO. It's on my list of things to like check out eventually. But yeah, I know the Two Chains album. I I, I really de- I really enjoyed. Uh, the second track is my favorite. Uh, Threat to society, uh, like incredible beat. It sounds like a Jay Z beat so much that it sounds like a Jay Z beat that that Two Chains says on it. This sounds like Jay should be on this. <laughs> Um, but no, he has like everybody on this album. Like Kendrick's on it, Travis Scott's on it, um, Ariana Grande's on a track. Also, all, he did a remix of Seven her song Seven Rings. Okay. I haven't listened to that because I don't listen to Ariana Grande. But uh, no, he has like a lot of people on it, and I'm really impressed. Like I've never been like I've never been a big Two Chains guy, but I've been very very impressed with this album and. If you like hip hop, like, and you're not listening to this album, you you need to go. Uh, young Fun fact: Did you know his uh, previous name was Titty Boy? I did know that. He, I actually went on a Wikipedia dive with him the other day. Uh, young Thug, Travis Scott, Kendrick, Ariana Grande, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Wayne, E Forty, Chance the Rapper, and Kodak Black all featured on the album. That's an all star cast. I still can't get over the fact that his name was Titty Boy. I mean. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. She caught, she got a big booty, so I call her big booty. Are you really that surprised? No, not surprised. Not surprised. In addition to two chains, uh, there's there's been a bunch of uh, fantastic releases. There's this electronic group called Helado Negro. It's a uh, black ice cream. I think this is his sixth release, but really cool, like electronic indie-ish music. Uh, it's called This Is How You Smile. My favorite track on that's running. You could hear it on the playlist on Spotify. Hosier. I'm not a huge Hosier fan. I'm shocked you're even bringing them up. I yeah, but there's this song movement that just it's it's honestly really good. And then the last one I'll mention. There's plenty more on the on the playlist, but Sun Kill Moon released a new album called I Want to Die in New Orleans, and it got awful reviews. So I was like, how bad could it be? I listened to it, and the music was kind of cool. I liked it, but uh. It was it was too repetitive, too many like spoken word tracks for me. But the first thing that came up when I looked up "I Want to Die in New Orleans" was this uh, rap group called Suicide Boys. They released an album with the same name at the end of 2018, and it sounds like like it should be playing in like like a college basement or like yeah, we listened to it like a sweaty it, like nightclub. It's it, all right. It's college. It's college hip hop. And let's just say that there's for sure white girls twerking around to this, to this stuff quite, Absolutely. quite a lot. Yeah. And I mean, in a good way, in it's, a good it's way, not, not, it's not like, I wouldn't say it's trashy. I wouldn't say it's trashy. I wouldn't say it's like, it's it, not moving. Yeah. It, I wouldn't say it, it's like, it slaps. It definitely slaps. It definitely slaps. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like condescending to women either. I would just say that it's like you're going to get down to it and people are going to twerk and there's nothing wrong with twerking. No, no. Do you twerk, Andrew? No. <laughs> no. I, you've seen my what very little I have you, of an you, ass. You could call it dancing. I, you could call it dancing. You definitely couldn't call it twerking. Um, Joe, we need the people are asking. They need an update. Where are you in the thrones? He died. Who died? Jon Snow. Oh, shit. 
He died. You got past the Red Wedding then. Well past the Red Wedding. In terms of like shocking moments of your television watching slash film watching experience, where does that rank? I was ready to quit the show. Whoa! I was like, fuck this. Rob Stark was like, I thought Rob Stark was the main character. Now I realize there's like no main character. Maybe, maybe the imp. Maybe Tyrion. Maybe Tyrion, but like, there's just been so many like left turns and right turns and like drops and like, it, it's it's a phenomenal show. It's one of probably one of the best shows ever. Like up there with like Sopranos and like The Fugitive back in the sixties. The Wire. The Wire. Yeah, I just finished season five, I believe. Uh, definitely the darkest season. Like. I keep watching. Halfway through, I was like, "This is kind of boring." Like, like there's the whole Bravos, Bravos. Oh yeah, with, uh, yeah, 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 and I was like, yeah. "Nothing's going on." I should just sweep in the floor. Yeah, and then like you see all the faces. Yeah, like, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's and then like everything just the fuck. It's the prison and yeah. It's I'm I'm, I'm glad I waited until now though because now I can just breeze right through it. And yeah, it's eight, fair. We'll be right there. When yeah, I, I mean, you might be able to make it so we can watch. Dude, I'm gonna finish season six and seven this week. Yeah, we, we might be able to watch season eight together. Maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe, yeah, we'll figure yeah, we'll it out. Get some, we'll get some more Cabernet Sauvignon. Fuck yeah! Bring some more <laughs> high life over. Um, so that that just about wraps it up. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, if you there's a ton of new music going on right now. It's a great time. Like people are just putting shit out left and right. So if we missed anything, just let us know. Hit us at Brickhouse Brickhouse Pod on Instagram. Um, go like, review, subscribe to the episode, and uh, help help us out. Send us, you know. We love talking about new music, so if you if you're finding new music through us, send us to your friends. And uh, coming soon, I'm gonna make it. We're gonna make the the Brick House Hotline, so you can call in, let us know. We're gonna start doing more top fives, and we'll start putting out the top five. We're gonna do that week out ahead of time, so that you guys can call in and give us a top five, and we'll put it in the episode. So look out for all that. Just follow us on the IG at Brick House Pod at Andrew Pizarro at da 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 da. Until next time, we out. Stay warm. It's brick outside.